Okay. Um, okay. Anything else? No. I suppose we need to record then. You you are recording. Good. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth yesteryear or even yesterday, always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. And I'm Dave. And together this week, we are looking at a poem from the third anthology of my high school collection, Analogy of Life. Dave, as always, I am so sorry. So we keep calling them anthologies. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can we find a different word, like a a dumpster fire or what else? uh, You're you're implying that the term anthology, which is a collection of writings, is... Uh, It's actually technically a collection of flowers. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's the etymology of where we get the word... Antho? Anth- yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a collection of flowers that just came to mean a collection of different things, and then it became a collection of poetry, and then later, writings. Huh. Well, I mean, poetry is flowery language. Exactly. Oh, I like it. I like it. So this is not that? No, it's not that, because oh, uh, oh. it's not poetry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Dave, do you have for us... Uh... A poem today? I do. Okay. I mean, with all this uh, delay, I was starting to think you might just have nothing for me. (laughs) I, oh, be proud of me. I wrote two poems today. You wrote two? I wrote two. I am, for the first time ever on this podcast, ahead of the game. Wow. Right? Okay. Okay. So this poem is called Deep Fried. Roses are red. (laughs) Violets are blue. This poem is bad. But it annoys you. Oh, my vocal, my vocal cords. Oh, feels good. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Dave. Feels good. Very bad for my vocal folds, but I don't care. You're going to get a polyp just reciting that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. You have now done two poems where the reading of it is essential. Yeah. Now, if you were to ever have those published, how would you... um, indicate that for the reader would well it's very simple uh these poems suck Mm. so they will never be published i beg to differ on the pronunciations or yeah how did you say it pronunciations i think pronunciations yeah yeah so yeah would you have to indicate in like a side on the ways in which the word should be pronounced well with that one I wrote out the words phonetically. Oh. And then in parentheses after I wrote the actual word themselves. Got it. So you did. Because I honestly wasn't sure if I'd be able to tell. (laughs) Okay. So you did 
the phonetics. The phonetics. <laughs> yeah, you did the phonemes for the poem. Yeah. Now in this one, you how did you indicate vocal fry at all within the writing of it? Uh, I just have in parentheses make this as frustrating to Aaron as you possibly can. I feel like everybody understands how to make you mad. Like that's just. I don't know if that would translate well into a print. Like people reading this. Like, who's Aaron for them? Uh, who's Aaron for me? That's a good question. Mm, these are these are the questions we ponder. Well, I mean, really, <laughs> I have the truth, so I know. <laughs> Do you know truth, Aaron? <laughs> My 14-year-old self apparently did. Turning your own pedantry, pedantry <laughs> back on you. Yes. And, um... Uh, to bring it to the poem that I bring to us today, um, my 16-year-old self is far less confident. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, I don't know if this needs a content warning up front, but um, it's a little more dark. Okay. Those who have struggled with depression or, or are struggling with depression, I don't know if, if this would benefit you or not. So just be forewarned. It's kind of a, it, oh. darker than our normal bad poems um, well but hopefully through discussion of your awful awful poetry we can learn something about how we both deal with our depression and anxiety because that's something that both you and i are pretty out there about yeah so here we go this poem is uh, before you read oh, it i yes. have to go and blow my nose because i think the vocal fry dislodged pounds of sputum that was a disgusting sentence Okay, um, this poem is called Alive. Give me a reason. Remind me why I live. Breathe to remind me that you're real. Tell me what I am supposed to do, because I am lost, and don't feel like I will ever be alive again. Short. Short and... Sweet? <laughs> no. <sighs> to the point. What's what's the opposite of sweet? Short and umami. <laughs> Sour? <laughs> nah, no. that makes way more sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think it's as dark as you think it is. No. Um I I just see the the follow-up to this poem, which is Gonna be two weeks from now, I think. Um, okay. So, we, as far as first impressions, poetically, I'd actually say this one is not immediate cringe. I was gonna say the same thing that this actually explores something interesting. There's not a lot of your uh, typical terrible wordplay. Um, <laughs> it's almost like. Uh, you had an idea and yeah. followed through on it. And there's some semblance of, I mean, the line breakages are well, are nice. So it has it has a poetic feel to it. Um, right. It it kind of has that cadence because of those line breaks. Yeah. There's only one a um punctuation. There's only one punctuation mark, and it's the very end, alive again. Right. Period. So it's it's kind of a string of thoughts that are untethered. Sure. Yeah, kind of that uh, 
flow of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stream of consciousness. Stream That's the of word. consciousness. You know, a stream flows. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being kind. I will not do the same for you. Can you just, like, melodically uh, read the first line for me? Melodically? Give it just a reason. Just tell it. That's <laughs> enough. That's all I heard. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's what I heard, opening line. That's amazing. No, that song wasn't around that yet. You could have written it, Aaron. I could have. Actually, no, I did try and write a um, Screamo song with that <laughs> with that same opening. Yeah. It was like, um, give me a reason to love or hey you. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean on the screamo give me a reason song but i don't know if that was concurrently with this or not i i think give me a reason is just i'm done now yeah <laughs> yeah you are exhausting oh wow yeah okay. okay i mean yeah but first impressions of the poem it's not it's not terrible i kind of like some of the aspects of it I like uh, breathe to remind me that you're real. I think that's a oh, really. I'm just. Well, no, I love that line, but I, I'm realizing it's the wrong your. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, ignoring the incorrect your. Yeah. Breathe to, mem- to remind me that you're real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. That's a cool line. I have no clue who I'm speaking to. Sure. But the fact that the next thing is tell me what I am supposed to do Mm -hmm. almost makes this feel like a a lament, a prayer. Sure. Well, yeah, you could kind of you could kind of mess with this in a few different ways to make it like that that lament of to a higher power Mm -hmm. or to a romantic interest you could even kind of you could put it on itself put it on itself that is not a helpful term um you could kind of like use it as a mirror you talking to yourself self-talk yeah yeah reminding myself to breathe right yeah or this could be a parental figure i mean there's a lot of different ways of who this you is referring to and I, I kind of like that. There's an openness to this lament or this yeah. this uh, quest for reason. Um, yeah, that and all of those oh. feel authentic. Yeah, like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a stretch to say it could be any of them, because they kind of all work really well in there. Yeah, whether intentionally or not. Right. So I'm trying to remember what I was wrestling with right context would be very useful context would be very useful um actually see and this is this is what i struggle with is context would be useful but also then it really limits the perspective like i i i I like that it's open i like that i can read myself into this poem 
Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Gosh, was this way back in season one? Author- authorial intent. Mm-hmm. And um, exegesis, eisegesis, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but We have different definitions of fun. Duh. <laughs> No, we don't. You no, love we it. don't. I'm a huge nerd for this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think there is there is a freedom in leaving it open. Yeah, and that the poem speaks to a broader context, and maybe having the exact intent of this poem, like you said, limits its scope. Yeah, but I'll do that anyway. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, in, in 2006, uh, my family has a history of diagnosable depression. Um, mm-hmm. I have only been uh, blessed with the diagnosis of anxiety. Um, blessed is the wrong term, I know. <laughs> but um, I've only had uh, anxiety uh, actually like labeled. But You're um, just kind of an underachiever because yeah, I've been diagnosed with both anxiety and depression. So, well, not all of us can can uh, be can struggle with brain chemistry like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think at this point, I was most likely experiencing some sort of. Um, I think it was more a fascination with depression and mm. and those kind of thoughts i'm not sure i'm yeah. i have i have never unpacked this ever so <laughs> but i think where where this gets interesting is like i might have i mean sure as a, a teenage boy i had th- thoughts that were like man life sucks yeah i i mean Puberty breakups. Oh, we've read your poetry. We know. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that that doesn't need to be established. <laughs> I think I like what you're saying here. This poem, at its surface level, is very open for interpretation. Yeah. And um, that's good. Yeah. Have, have we talked about the musical Next to Normal? Mm. No, we have not. Go for it. Do you uh, do you know that one? I'm somewhat aware of it. I know you're a huge fan, though. I so I I've been struggling with this recently because there was a TikTok that called me out about it. Ooh, there there was a TikTok wait, called, that was wait sorry sorry called it wasn't sp- like me specifically. No, oh, uh, I thought you got name checked in a TikTok day. No, of okay. course not. Okay, well continue then. I'm not <laughs> actually on TikTok. Um. No, but they they were going through like the uh, quote unquote toxic traits of different musicals, and they talked about next to normal and talked about it fetishizing mental illness Be- because the show deals with depression, anxiety, addiction, um, suicidal ideation. It's it's a really intense musical. It's really beautiful, but when I heard it's it's fetishizing or obsessing over how we talk about these things. I went, Oh crud. Maybe, maybe that's not a healthy perspective for me to have. Um, but I just, I, I yes. feel, yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm following you on this train. Yes. 
And there's also a musical, or there's a song in that musical called Alive. So oh, it's funny. been playing in my head this whole time. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's a but, real good one. But no, the fetish is, fetish. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. The fetish, fetish, you say it. Fetishiz, fetishization? Fetishization? Is that it? Yeah, we'll go with that. The fetish, 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 nope. The the fetishizing, nope. <laughs> fetishizing, it wor- fetishizing works. Yeah, it, okay. The fetishizing of um, mental illness. Yeah. I think is a key lens for this exploration that my high school self was experiencing. Sure. Because in some weird way, and maybe not even weird, but in 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 a very blatant way, um, that pop punk genre that we've we've talked about so many times lifts up those those anxiety, depression, yep. suicidal ideations as uh, things to be trumpeted or things to right, be yeah. um, as as things that are are desirable in in the traits of a of a love interest or something like that. So right. So to for me to be exploring that with that context in mind, I think that really helps because not only am I, I am I working within a family context, but I have the fetishization of it right happening in the cultural context. Mm. Ah. Yeah, Dear Evan Hansen struggles with that too, and I mean, yeah, but it's way worse. But it's a it's a crappy musical. <sighs> hey, that's one we agree on. Yeah, we, think... we can agree on things that we hate. Yes, <laughs> I I think there's a lot of media that really struggles with that, and the sad thing is, so much of that media is directed towards uh, youth, teenagers. Especially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that point. But I also want to acknowledge that we're digging into my poems from the past and laughing at it and and creating something to be consumed by people. Yeah. And so we tread that fine line as well. And whether or not we we fetishize it or um, or celebrate it in a weird way, um, if we do, I'm sorry, but that's not our intent. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we are two people who have both benefited from uh, mental health resources that have really helped us to be healthier people. Uh, it has not taken away our depression or anxiety, but it has helped us find mechanisms to deal with them better. Um, and I think that's always an important thing to say, that yes. there are always resources out there. There's a crisis line, 988. But there are also always wonderful organizations out there that can help people, um, including local hospitals or um, as religious leaders, I will say churches, but we are not we are not therapists. And right. so get in touch with a pastor or someone and they can help direct you to resources that are local to you because we recognize the the need there. Yeah, And there are people who are much more well-equipped to deal with it than we are. Yeah. And it's also important to acknowledge that we know our healthcare system is not fully funded or supported around these kind of issues. 
And so while we say things are available in your neck of the woods, they might be sparse or hard or hard to afford. Um, and so that is where um, national numbers like the 988 come in mm-hmm. handy. Um, yeah, it's it's a tricky world out there, folks. Um, no kidding. So hope you're finding connections and that you find reasons. I Sorry, I always pull it back to the poem and Dave rolls his eyes every time, but yep. that you find reasons to be around. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, this, like I kind of warned up front, uh, it's a little more serious than some of our other episodes. Hope you had a laugh or two. Um, But Dave, I ask you now, (laughs) good or garbage? An age-old question. One that scholars will ponder for years and years and years. And I think for maybe the first time in our podcasts long tradition i'm gonna say this is absolute garbage (laughs) no i've said that before yeah i've said that multiple times i say that almost every week like 99 percent of the time oh okay 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 no i think there's a lot of redeeming qualities in this i think there's a lot of fun in the ambiguity fun is definitely not the right (laughs) word but i would say with some heavy revisions this could be a decent poem okay it's it's recycling (laughs) it's back to recycling yeah we've done that before but i i think it's it's a recyclable material yeah not a tuna sandwich in a bag oh that was you last week that's not me oh yeah you're welcome (laughs) yeah squishing tuna Ugh, right on onto the street. street. Right onto the street. Well, we're going to end this week with the words of a true poet. Um, this week coming to us from DeWaldo Salome. And it is a titled, I Know Not. Holy God, where are you, whom I fail to find? Although laborious, I probe and search. Wrapped in a dense obscurity, I am blind. And when I pray, I enter the church. Doubts in the center of my spirit dwell, whose harsh accent my bitter grieves revives. The mollusk is happier far than man, the shell, oppresses it, and yet within it lives. Lives? Lives? Sorry. Yet life I dare not shorten, since I see, mute sad mysteries the narrow grave, and the certain riddle with a hidden key, shadows behind before me, all about me, everywhere shadows within me and without me, even your temple with its shadowy nave. Huh. This is interesting because the um, the rhyme scheme changes right. from the first stanza to the second. And I think I uh, revives and, and within it lives, revives. That's one of those moments where the, the rhyme works reading but not aloud so right we've talked about that before but yeah anyway i um i thought this was a really nice poem yeah yeah i think there's a lot of beautiful language in it that that you could benefit from using aaron well you know i am not a poet <laughs> so again we know we know we know and yet and yet dave this has been 
my bad poetry. <laughs> now go write some of your own bad poetry. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Three whoops. That was a decent turn on that one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You, you did that well. <laughs> Rhyme free, Rhyme free does matter. Does matter.